Well, good morning. Uh, it's a little, you'll have to forgive me if I break out into Spanish at some point this morning. But uh, three weeks ago, we were just wrapping things up in Honduras. And uh, this last year, we've been working out at our camp on the shores of Lake Yapoa in Honduras and uh, hosting uh, volunteers there as we continue to develop the camp. But interesting enough, many of the volunteers were there were people interested in serving the Lord, possibly in Angola. So it was a rich time of getting to know these uh, couples that we were working with and uh, um, just uh, exciting exciting time. We've just begun a home assignment, and uh, uh, hopefully, Lord willing, our target is uh, we need to raise additional support, and we're also going to be contacting uh, people from North America, too, during this next year to serve with us along in Angola. And uh, so our target is uh, next August, August of 2022, to uh, go learn another language, woohoo, and uh, Portuguese, which is a uh, the predominant language in Angola, and then uh, uh, land in Angola and uh, begin to uh, uh, understand the ministry there and begin to receive also missionaries. The, the, the prayer is that we begin to receive missionaries from Central America and also from North America to come work with us in Angola. Angola is uh, 25 million people. It's twice the size of Texas. Uh, it is uh, a country that has been uh, been through an awful lot. A 27-year civil war ended in 2002. They speak 52 languages there, and there are six unreached people groups there. And uh, there's been work begun in two of them, and we hope to uh, join with uh, the Angolan church uh, to begin to uh, enable them to reach out and uh, uh, begin to um, make additional inroads into these unreached people groups, along with... Uh, some of the other needs that are available in the country. So uh, continue to pray for us. Pray for us for safety as we travel. Uh, pray for us uh, to, that God will enable a contact of interested people. We need uh, agricultural people. We need medical people. We need people to help drill wells. We need people to, that will be resource people as we go into these unreached people groups. Uh, some of them raise cattle, uh, unreached people groups. And uh, so uh, we need some folks that can help us Raise, uh, raise cattle and manage herds and, uh, and all sorts of uh, different skill sets that are, that are going to be interesting to see what God provides. You can get out your scorecard, your sheet here at, uh, in your worship folder. Okay? I call it a scorecard, but uh, it's actually your, your notes. Okay? And uh, we're going to be going through five passages this morning from Scripture. And uh, as we read these five patches, pas- passages... Almost a little Spanish almost came out there, but we caught it. We caught it. Um, uh, as we read these uh, passages, um, there's uh, asking uh, these five questions from each passage, okay? And they'll kind of obey the, each column that you have there uh, in your scorecard, your, your notes there. Uh, the first question is, for whom the commandment was given, okay? And that's hopefully that'll be a, a fairly easy, easy question, right? And... Uh, so who, who is the commandment uh, directed to that God gave? Okay. What was the command? Okay. It's pretty important that you understand what the, what the command is to be able to carry it out uh, correctly. Okay. And then uh, what steps were needed to take the task? Sometimes that'll be in passage. 
in the passage itself, but other times it's going to be, we're going to have to uh, look into additional parts of Scripture to figure that out. Okay? And then uh, what was the result of completing the task? Okay? And what would have been the consequences of failure, of not completing that task? And so we're going to be uh, looking at those, those uh, five questions as we go through, um, go through the, these passages together. But before we do, let's uh, go to the Lord and ask that he would lead this time of us as we open the word together. Father, as we come to you today and uh, open your word, we just ask that uh, you would speak to us through it, that your Holy Spirit would touch our hearts and uh, make us realize the, the importance of our lives, the purpose that you have placed us here on this earth. We ask that we would be able to learn from those that have gone before us and uh, take heart and note and uh, be able to also do what you have commanded us to do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's, uh, our first passage is found in Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, verses 13 to 22. Okay. And uh, as we read through this together, I'll, I'll read for us. But uh, go ahead and start uh, filling out, as you can, the, your scorecard there, your notes. Verse 13, so God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it leaving below the roof, an opening, one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under heaven. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and will enter the ark you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Verse 22 says, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. So as we look at this together, okay, this is a picture of the Ark Encounter okay, in, uh, in Kentucky. If you haven't had a chance to go visit it, I'd encourage you. It's a great, great uh, educational experience, very insightful. Okay? And uh, one way that uh, some of the challenges of... of uh, of what God had commanded could have been accomplished. Okay. But uh, interesting enough, this shape, the experts tell us this shape is more stable than even a, a, a square block in a, in a turbulent sea. Okay. So the, the, the dimensions of the ark are, are the most stable uh, design that you can have in turbulent seas. And God knew that, of course, and still know how to do that. Right? So, but uh, 
So we have our passage. It was given for Noah. The command was to build an ark, preserve his family, and two of every species, okay? As well as supply it and, you know, do it, okay? Now, interesting about the steps, you, you have to learn how to build an ark. It's not like you go to art building school, right? Um, I studied uh, building construction at Dudwin Institute and, uh, uh, for two years, and, uh, you know, it was five, six hours a day and never took an art building class, in, including in, in those two years. So uh, you have to figure out how to do that. Okay? But uh, th some scholars believe that it probably took Noah somewhere around 75 years to do this. Okay? And, uh, of course, you're going to be, you know, the neighbor comes over and says, uh, hey, Noah, what are you doing there? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, you, you know, the UFO is coming down. What's going on? You got your, you got your tin aluminum hat on. You know, what's, what's, uh, what's going on? But uh, uh, he was faithful and did that. And uh, the result was that they pres the human race was preserved and creation was preserved. Okay? The, the iniquity uh, had built up so much that God said, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to start over. Okay. And, uh, and if Noah had not obeyed God, okay. Uh, we'd have faced elimination, elimination of humanity and creation. Okay? So um, I don't know if how many generations you all have counted, but uh, we're all descendants from Noah. So he was our great, 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 great times, whatever, okay? grandfather. Okay? And uh, but he uh, obeyed God. Okay? He obeyed God. Okay. So um, good job, Noah. Good job, Noah. You get, you get the star. You get the 100% on that. Okay? And uh, we all here as evidence of him uh, obeying. Okay? Let's go to our next, our next uh, scripture passage. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Okay? The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, in your father's household to the land I will show you. Uh, you will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. All the peoples on earth will be, a ble will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, Spanish is Sarai, her surname, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and set out for the land of Canaan. And they arrived there. Okay. So we can see here that God commanded Abram to go to the land that I will show you. And he had to uh, leave land, uh, leave family back there, okay? Uh, as you follow through the book of Genesis, you'll see that uh, there's times when he was hungry, okay? And there was even time when he had to call up the boys. <laughs> he had to arm his whole household and fight off the enemy okay? and actually chase them down. And uh, so very, very interesting and uh, better, better than anything on, you know, that you can 
paid on Amazon or whatever. I mean, it's, then it was pretty, pretty awesome. The result was blessing for humanity. And if he hadn't done that, the lineage of Jesus and the nation of Israel would have been at risk. Um, God used Abraham. Abraham is the, the parent, the patriarch of the nation of Israel. And that is the line, that uh, the genetic line that uh, is come through and is through um, ends up in uh, Jesus, okay, through the nation of Israel, okay, through, through Mary. So um, pretty, pretty important consequences, right? Pretty, pretty interesting, pretty uh, dire um, that Abraham did what he was told. Okay. Now, uh, he was 75 when he did this. Okay. Um, really, I'm 57, okay. and uh, I'm... Uh, headed to another country to learn a third language. And uh, why? Because, well, God says so, but the consequences of not doing it are, are pretty dire. There's some people that will not go to heaven if you don't take them the message. Okay? And uh, that is why I decided to do something. So even at the ripe old age of 57, I wouldn't go do it again. Okay. Let's go to our third passage. Okay, Exodus 3. Okay. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that through the bush. Though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. The Lord saw that he had gone over to look. God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up on the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Okay. Interesting that God had made that promise to Abraham, to Abram, okay? I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And uh, God is fulfilling his promise to the people of Israel and the promise to Abraham. Okay? But uh, this Moses then has the command okay, to lead the people out of Egypt. Okay? No small feat. This is not, you know, okay, everybody, let's go. You know, it's not, you know, load up the car, load up the van, let's, you know, <laughs> don't forget your backpack. You know, no, it's, uh, it's a major league. Okay? 
a major league, and uh, it was uh, persecution. Pharaoh came after them, okay, uh, chased them through the the chased them through the across the ocean and uh, across the sea and uh, collapsed. Sea collapsed on Pharaoh and and uh, killed them. Uh, but then he had to withdo uh, complaints. Okay, forty years of desert. Uh, the result was that uh, he did lead the Israel to the promised land, although Moses was not able, because he was not a perfect person and disobeyed God, he was not able himself to actually go into the promised land. Okay? But he did do what God told him to do. Okay? Now, uh, the consequences, if Moses had not done this, was then to abandon Israel and Egypt. Okay? And... Um, Suffering and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, drastic, okay? pretty severe. Let's go to uh, our fourth passage, okay? Fourth command, okay? Just one verse, John three seventeen. For God did not send His Son into the word world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. So the passage is for Jesus, God's Son. Okay. The command was to save the world. Okay. But Jesus had to die in order to do that. Okay. Because he's saving the world from sin. Okay. So that's a pretty uh, pretty uh, strong command. Okay. You have to leave heaven. You come in and be born uh, in a manger, laid in a manger. Okay. Uh, stepdad was a carpenter, had to grow, be he, the humblest of beginnings. Okay, he did not was not born into royalty, but uh, people hated him. The Pharisees hated him because he challenged them and uh, and uh, corrected them, and they didn't like that, and uh, ended up. nailing him to a cross, okay? But the result was salvation for all who believe in him, okay? And uh, what an amazing uh, gift that is, okay? Uh, not just for us, but it's available for anyone in the whole world, okay? John three sixteen, the previous verse tells us that. For God so loved the world. Okay? The consequences if Jesus had not done that, would be eternal death for all humanity. Okay. Uh, that's a pretty big one. Pretty big one. Okay. And uh, we need to uh, make sure we, we uh, understand the, the weight that, this, that, that it carries. Okay. Let's go to our final command. Okay. Mark 16, verses 14 and 15. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Okay? So this kind of puts the context of Scripture then. This is after uh, Jesus had risen. Okay? He's appearing to the twelve, his disciples. Okay? So it, remember, it's, it's uh, the eleven, not the twelve, because Judas was out of the picture now. And uh, he, rebu he has to rebuke them 
okay? Uh, so the lack of faith, the stubborn refusal, even though he'd been telling them for years uh, what was going to happen, uh, they, just didn't, they just didn't get it. But, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Okay? That's the command. Okay? So let's focus a little bit on, on the command here, just a little bit. Okay? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Now, it's interesting that this word, this verse has the word all twice. Okay. And it's also interesting that it's a, in the original, it's, trans, it's a different word. Okay. It's a different word in the, in, in, in the Greek. Okay. In the first case, it's the word hapas, okay, which means completely and entirely. Okay. So that's kind of the scope. Okay. Um, there's a paint company, I think it's, Sherwin Williams, that uh, says, uh, you know, we, we, we cover the globe, okay? And you, we have the picture of the paint coming down on the globe, and it's just, it's just, it's just going over, okay? And that's, that's the idea here. It just completely covers, and just, just blanket the earth, okay? It's, uh, you know, entirely, okay? No, no corner untouched, okay? We want it completely coated, okay? That's how I like my... Like my uh, Chocolate-covered ice cream bars. I like them completely coated. You dip them in there and you pull them out, and you don't see any ice cream because it's completely coated. Okay? I always talk about food. Sorry, it's just you know, it's just a thing I have. Okay. But it's we're we're talking completely. Okay, and uh, there's places in this earth that the gospel hasn't reached yet, okay? and it's our job to go there and make sure that it's com go, we, we, have, we have no choice. It's God's command. Okay. Now, the second all, okay, preach the gospel to all creation, is the word is pas, every man, every way, constantly, continually, each one. Okay, has to do with the, the manner, the manner and way we do it. Okay, so it's every which way, okay, you know, constantly, continually, each one. Okay? There's a comedian out there whose phrase is get her done, right? And that's what we have to do, okay? We, we got to figure it out. We, gotta, we have to get it done, okay? Uh, every way, constant way, hit them here, hit them there, come at it from this way, doesn't work that way, we go at it another way, we just keep working, we try, we, we keep, um, we keep, we, we, we get it done. Um, last night I was over at my dad's. We were watching the ball game. Don't worry, the Twins didn't win. Okay, just again. But uh, we took a break, and uh, my brother came over and uh, showed us uh, a clip of a, uh, a wrestler from Minnesota. Right? Okay. Won the gold. Okay. And he was down with what? Ten seconds. Okay. And. He went flying around his opponent and pinned him, and they broke apart and flying down and with just seconds left and went flying around him, and he got it done, okay? He won, okay? But a tremendous effort and just, you know, um, tremendous accomplishment, okay? And uh, just an incredible burst of energy, and, uh, you know, afterwards he was even... He did a backflip or something too, right? I mean, it was just um, 
just so pumped. Uh, do we get excited? Do we get that excited when we fulfill God's commands? Uh, you know, we're, 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 if we who know the Lord, we're going we're gonna, to, our reward is coming. Our, our medal, our, our reward is going to be coming. Okay? But uh, we have to work at it. We have to do what we have to do. I mean, the, we just have to keep coming. We have to work over here. We have to try. We have to, we have to uh, um, keep at it. Uh, during my last trip to Angola, um, to uh, continue to meet and set things up for for uh, for our future ministry there, uh, one of the pastors, the leaders, evangelical leaders in the country said, uh, "Tim, uh, one of our dreams is is a radio station here. Okay? We have a lot of people in Angola that don't know how to read, okay? and um, we uh, we." Uh, um, a radio in other parts of Africa have, has, has uh, been a very impactful, very significant um, uh, endeavor and ways of reaching those who would not be able to reach here otherwise. Okay? It's a primary means that people can, uh, can get news or education, sometimes the only way they can get, get there. And uh, so we're, we're praying about that. I was lucky to have it. I would help uh, the church in Honduras help set up a radio station, and now we're, we're broadcasting, and we've seen the effects that people have, have shown and explained and, and uh, the positive influence that that has, okay? bringing solid biblical teaching to uh, areas and some places that they have no church, and their church is the radio, okay? and other parts of the world as well. And so... Uh, but that's that's one way of many that we need to we need to go and uh, take the gospel every way every manner uh, do what it takes to do uh, we have to get her done okay? we have to get her done okay? now as we go to Angola um, it's uh, it's uh, to me a little different than than um, than Honduras okay? um, takes about two two days to fly there. Okay, you have to go through Europe, or uh, sometimes you go through South America and go across the Atlantic that way, but uh, have to, you know, make three or four uh, uh, air, uh, airplane changes and uh, very expensive, okay? Um, but there's no conditions in there. Don't only go to the ones that are, you know, more economical to reach. We have to go to every... Uh, preacher, okay? We have to cover the earth, okay? And uh, sometimes that means a long ways, okay? So let's look at our notes here. If you're the disciples, this was, the command was given to the 11, to the followers of Christ. Disciple, uh, for who is it? It's for followers of Christ, okay? And uh, if you are a follower of Christ, as I am, it's, it's for me. And it's for you. Okay? Command is to go into all the world, preach the gospel to each person. Okay? Any manner, every way, get her done. That means we may have to leave our lands. We may have to leave our family. We have to face persecution. Okay? 
brother this morning prayed for those who were persecuted. We need to absolutely do that. And uh, there are some people that are truly suffering, truly suffering for the gospel and uh, truly suffering for their faith. Okay? And uh, people being locked up and people um, being killed uh, as, as a result of that. Okay? The result is that the gospel will be preached. Okay? Now, it doesn't say go and save them. It says go and preach to them. Okay? We cannot twist someone's arm so that they trust the Lord. Okay? But our responsibility is to actually go and preach. Okay? And if we do that, God someday will tell us, well done, good and faithful servant. Okay? That, that will be our reward. Okay? That's what we look at. Okay? What are the consequences of us not doing that? Well, uh, disobedience for one, okay? So we were not obeying God, okay? I'm very grateful that uh, Noah and Abram and Moses and Jesus did what God commanded them to do, okay? It was not easy for them to do that, okay? Uh, it's not easy to build an ark, okay? Especially if you've never built one before, okay? Uh, and it takes you a while, okay? Uh, 75 years. Um, we've been working at our camp in, in Honduras since uh, 2006, since we got there, okay? And uh, this last year, one of the pastors came up and uh, was asking about the project, and I was talking to him a little bit about it, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so we've been working on it for a little while, and uh, he said, wow, you know, that's, that's dedication. I said, no, no, not really. <laughs> that's dedication, <laughs> 75 okay, years, um, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Okay. And uh, Abram, okay, 75 years old. I don't think they had Social Security back then, but he had plenty of possessions as we see in Scripture. And, you know, uh, didn't have any grandkids uh, yet, but uh, had plenty of family and plenty of possessions. And God said go, and... Uh, and he obeyed, okay? Moses, okay? Persecution, uh, that's a lot of people complaining at you, okay? We're talking millions of people uh, there, people of Israel at the time, okay? And going around in the desert, okay? Um, manna, quail, uh, kind of a limited diet but he did it. Okay. Jesus, leave heaven, but you come down, limit oneself. Okay. Don't you sometimes just wish Jesus would have said, angels, sick them. <laughs> you, know? uh, you know, being, being persecuted, being, being belittled, being, you know, but no, he limited himself okay, because his purpose was to die to save the world. Okay. So um, he was humiliated for that. Okay. But they did do it. They did what God commanded. Okay. So the consequences of us are disobedience and eternity without Christ for mankind. Okay. It's a polite way of saying, yeah, people are going to hell. They're going to suffer for eternity. Uh, one of the, my lasting 
One of our favorite spots my wife and I enjoyed in Costa Rica was a volcano. They are called the Arenal Volcano. And uh, it, we enjoyed it because it was still active. And uh, not dramatically so, but every once in a while it would, like on a daily basis, would, uh, would rumble, okay? And ash, you'd see during the day, you'd see the ash come up, and then you'd see these smoking rocks coming down the side of this volcano. Okay? And at night, those smoking rocks would glow. You could see the glow of them, okay? And it was just gorgeous. It's like fireworks. So you're in town, the town at the base of the volcano, La Cocina. You'd hear a rumble, and everyone would turn, and you'd watch the, the spectacle, okay? Those hot rocks coming down. Okay? But uh, during the days, if, if you drive around the volcano, you'd see that where these hot rocks come down, it pretty much scorches everything in its path, okay? It's just gray. It's just rocks. It's just smoking, and it's, it's hot. Um, and, uh, of course, there's limits close you can go okay. but um, a while back a couple tourists uh, walked through those limits through barricades and uh, walked up wanted to go up see how close they could get to the to the fun right and uh, so they were they were walking up went up about halfway up the mountain and were uh, uh, sat down take a break take a water break and the mountain rumbled. And ash shot up, and hot uh, lava and rocks shot up. And one of them went up and came down exactly on top of one of the hikers. Okay. And instantly vaporized him, just like that. Just a sizzle and gone. His buddy was sitting next to him, reached over to try to help him, and ended up losing his arms at the elbow. Also gone. Scripture tells us that hell is like fire and brimstone and eternal suffering and damnation. But you don't cease to exist, you cease suffering. To me, that account is a reminder and a motivation that we need to keep going to the Holy Will and preaching the gospel because the consequences of not doing that are, are eternal damnation and death to all mankind. So these are five examples, five commands. There are more in Scripture, obviously. But one of them, four individuals were commanded and they completed their command with an excellent result. Okay. The fifth command is for us, followers of Christ. Okay. And the result is to be determined. We still don't know how it's going to end. Okay. But the command is clear. Go into all the world entirely, completely, and preach the gospel in every way, every manner possible. Okay. That is our command. Okay. Let me pray for us as we look at this and as we 
to ask the Lord for help and for meeting his command to us. Father, this morning as we look through scripture together, we've seen examples of your faithful people, of Noah, Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, of completing the commands that you gave them. But you've also given us commands as your followers that we need to do. We pray that we would be faithful in doing so, that you enable us, that you pray for us to take the decisions we need to take to be able to complete your commands to us as followers of Christ. Help us reach out to our neighbors and our co-workers and those in our community that are, during this time of pandemic, thinking about mortality Help us bring to them reassurance of what happens when you die and if you die with Christ, what that means. And if you die without Christ, what that means. Help us be bold. Help us be diligent in completing your commands to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.